Blair Chook is a genuine superstar and one of our greatest ever sports people. He's a two-time America's Cup winner. Won the gold medal at the 2016 Rio Olympics, the silver medal in 2012 in London, and eight world championship golds in the 49er class. He's also a founder of Live Ocean, a charity which supports marine innovation and conservation projects and is encouraging, encouraging Kiwis to take the plunge in the annual Live Ocean Winter Dip next week. We'll talk more about that in a moment. But it's a great pleasure to welcome Blair Chuk onto the show for Six and a Song. G'day, Blair. G'day, Blair. Yeah, g'day, guys. Uh, kia ora and... Uh, nice to be you. Really nice to chat with you, mate. We've watched you and been in awe of you and Peter and what you've achieved. So congratulations from us uh, on the America's Cup first and foremost. That was just a marvellous, marvellous event and well done. So yeah. how, how did you, you first... Well, oh, it's a pleasure. How did you first get into sailing and when did it start for you? Well, quite a while ago now, but it was uh, in the far north. I grew up in Kitty Kitty yeah. and pretty lucky to uh, sort of have a childhood which was um, sort of yeah, in and around the water since I was I was a young kid, and I think I was probably eleven or twelve years old when I uh, got into sailing, sort of sustainable boats, and then sort of progressed from there. But yeah, I guess it it all started before then, just with that sort of love of the ocean and, and being around it from uh, as young as I can remember. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Now look, all of us watched the nation held its breath and were so thrilled when you defended the America's Cup, mate. And what we did sort of wonder was we all saw you on and, and the pressures and the tensions of racing those boats. Now, you've won the America's Cup. You've defended it, I should say. What do you do then? Did, did you guys have a really big night that night? Can you remember? Can you remember? <laughs> yeah, no, I can definitely remember. It was uh, yeah, an amazing feeling, uh, I think. You know, quite different uh, defending it than the first time um, winning it in, yeah. in Bermuda. But, um, yeah, amazing, I think, the whole... Spectacle, um, seeing all the Kiwis out there, sort of celebrating and enjoying the, you know, the racing, but also sort of showing off the beautiful country we have. Um, all the pictures going overseas. So, yeah, that was uh, it was an amazing couple of weeks, and yeah, the celebrations afterwards were definitely um, good ones. It's just yeah, nice to be able to sort of enjoy it with teammates and family, and you know, everyone worked so hard towards those moments. So it was um, yeah, pretty awesome. But been quite busy since then. So. Yeah. Like quite a long time ago. Yeah, you yeah. don't get much stand down, do you? Yeah. Of course, Blair, you know, we've all heard the name Jimmy Spittle now too because he was the nemesis there for a while and we all loathed him. But there there was, even for Kiwis, it was kind of a grudging respect. What's your read on Jimmy Spittle? I mean, how would you describe him? Yeah, I think a huge amount of respect for Jimmy and what he's achieved in the sport. Uh, he's been at the top of the game, especially in the America's Cup arena for a for a long time, so uh, yeah, I've loved every uh, battle we've had against him and, and the teams he's been with. So, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of Kiwis maybe saw a, a slightly different side of them than they thought um, in this campaign. At least, you know, spending more time in, in New Zealand and interacting with Kiwis, etc. So, mm. uh, and I know he's spending a lot of time here. So, yeah, there'll no doubt be more battles in, in the future. But yeah, great competitor and a, a good sailor, and um, it's been. Under racing in the last couple of cups, and now, you know, going forward with uh, Sail GP as he skippers the American yeah. boat. Yeah. For a guy like yourself, um, and for somebody like Jimmy Spittle, is there ever a chance to socialise at all, or do you really only see each other when you're racing or at press conferences afterwards? No, we still uh, we actually see each other a bit outside of uh, racing. He's into sort of some of this um, sort of foil surfing and. and wing foiling uh, that we're, we're into so uh, it's kind of a 
new part of our sport, uh, all these sort of surfboards on foils, et cetera, and he's into that as well. So, uh, yeah, we sort of ride the same gear. Um, so, he's yeah, we get out for quite a few um, group sessions there. Right. Cool. Now, Blair, um, forgive this question, but I, I noticed when I've never met you in person, but I've seen you interviewed plenty of times, and you're a strikingly good-looking man, if I can say that. You, you, if you weren't sailing, you could be a film star. You've got good devastatingly good-looking. I wonder, but it's a busy life. Have you got somebody special in your life that you, you know that you share your time with? No, I don't really. I've got really lucky. I've got a good family, so hanging out to um, get out of in my queue and go see them. Right. But, um, yeah. Okay, interesting. And with the with the boats for the America's Cup, with, I mean, it's such incredible technology and machines. Scary at times, and we saw that with a couple of mishaps. Have you ever been scared on these new boats? Genuinely scared? No, I, I don't think you ever get genuinely scared. I mean, you step out. It's not you get thrown straight into that environment. So uh, mm. you sort of work your way up. So I, I guess the parts when you feel the most uncomfortable is when you're sort of pushing new boundaries. That's the same in anything you do in life, I guess. Um, so, no, not generally scared, but, yeah, you have a lot of respect for sort of equipment you're dealing with and the loads on things and the consequences, obviously, if, if you make a mistake or uh, control the boat wrong, there's, you know, you've got 11 other people on the on the boat. Uh, and, yeah, I guess they're quite high, those consequences. So you, you respect those, but um, at the same time, you push on and, I mean, evaluating the risk of what we're doing is part of what we do as, as athletes, I guess. Absolutely. Blair, um, obviously, the people that are designing the boats are technical. I, I hesitate to use the word genius, but I think you virtually have to. They're basically technical geniuses with some of the things they've produced and how these boats can fly over the water, absolutely. Do you and Peter Burling, for example... Do they consult with you guys at all about changes they're making and, and, and ask for any sort of thoughts or advice from you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the whole design process, and I think it's one of the strengths we've had at, at Team New Zealand over the years, is that it, it's a collaboration between everyone. If it was you know, the, just the designers um, doing it, then and we weren't there, then you probably wouldn't get a great boat. And if we were trying to design a boat, we wouldn't. Design a great boat, so that how they work together. Sort of look how things, you know, are modelled on the computer, the engineering side of it, and then I guess as sailors we see how that works on the water and feedback um, that sort of communication feedback loop and going back and forth happens the whole way out from three and a half years before you see the boats racing and yeah. in the cup that that starts. And so yeah, absolutely, that's. Um, that was it from from the start. Even the whole concept of the boat was a um, sort of collaboration between um, sailing team, design engineers, etc. Amazing, amazing. Hey, just can I just throw back to the America's Cup pre this one, um, Bermuda? And if my memory serves me correctly, you w- w- that's when the cyclos were involved, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Right. And there was a moment. The th- reason I raise this is all you sailors just seem so incredibly understated and and very cool in pretty stressful conditions, when you flip the boat and you're all upside down, and literally upside down, facing the now, the water, is it true that Peter Burling commented, bugger, is all he said when it went up, when it went up upside down? No, I don't. Well, I think the thing Pete did with the comms when we re-established him was check if all the um, guys were all right. But no, I was actually in the water at the time, so myself, oh. Andy Maloney and Josh Jr. got sort of thrown into the water so yeah I mean it was a 
that was right up there with probably some of the when you talk about things being um, yeah scared, scary earlier. That was you know one of the sort of more dangerous situations we've been in. But yeah, pretty lucky to only come out with a few few cuts and bruises out of that. Incredible. Heck yeah! Look, talking about the physicality. I mean, watching the 49ers, for example, obviously that is usually physical for you guys. You are absolutely have to be very, very fit athletes. And also with the foiling boats in the America's Cup, you're racing from side to side all the time, all that sort of stuff. Do you use your yachting? Is that what keeps you blokes fit, or do you do a lot of gym work as well? Yeah, great question. I guess, yeah, our roles, and you summed it up pretty nicely, on the Cup boat, predominantly a controlling uh, Sort of positions in Bermuda, I was actually one of the cyclers and controlling. Whereas this time round, both Pete and I were just controlling. So the sort of physical side of it, they're generally needed to get from side to side. Which when there's quite a lot of wind like that and sort of movement of the boat, there is a bit to that. But it's not that strenuous, I'd say. So um, yeah, the Olympic and sailing the 49ers is, is a lot sort of harder on the body so uh, we've sort of had to prepare for this big block we've just done now and, and what we've got coming up over the next uh, a couple of months so yeah the last couple of weeks in MIQ obviously no sailing um, yeah. been able to go on so it's just been we're lucky to have a um, couple of bikes in here uh, sort of keep the cardio up and then just been doing um, body weight exercises etc but right. yeah I, I think the best way to get fit in whatever you're doing is to do that thing, um, yeah. you know, we're reasonably short on time with the different projects we take on. So, uh, if we were, it's not doesn't really make sense to go spend an hour or two hours at the gym when you could do that two hours sailing the 49er and, and be upskilling that side of it as well. Makes Absolutely, a lot, makes a lot of sense. And yeah. last thing before we take a quick break, the Olympics—that's what you're there for. I mean, how you how you're feeling about that regatta? Is it is it a fun regatta for you? You do you do you actually enjoy? The, the this kind of racing? I mean, is it still enjoyable for you when you're right in the heat of it, or would you prefer just to be out in the Waitamata on your own, sort of just having some The fun? Olympic Games? Yeah. Oh, it's the, yeah, it's the best thing you could ever do, I think, as a, <laughs> an athlete to have the opportunity to represent your country uh, racing against the best athletes in the world on all on similar boats, sort of knowing mm. that whoever gets the most out of the boat and um, sails at best is going to uh, potentially win an Olympic gold medal is yeah, it's all you dream about and work so hard for for years. So, and are those uh, are those 49ers, Are they all the same? So practically identical in every respect. Yeah, absolutely. So you can change right. a few of the settings on how you uh, set the mast and sails up, etc. But uh, yeah, the, the hulls are all come from the same mould uh, essentially, and uh, all the sails come from the same place, the mast comes from the same place. So right. see, yeah, I love that. I reckon that's great, Blair, because then there can be no question you win that. It's you're the down best. It's the individual people, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Then? yeah, totally. We are joined by Blair Chuk. Thank you again, mate, for spending some time with us because you're in MIQ at the moment. So really appreciate it. Thanks, Blair. Yeah, no worries, guys. Thanks for having me. So tell us a wee bit about the Take the Plunge event on World Ocean Day. It's June the 8th. Yes, that's correct. So June the 8th is uh, World Ocean Day. So the Take the Plunge um, sort of campaign, the Live Ocean Winter Dip, that we're calling it is basically our way of trying to get Kiwis um, out there, enjoy the ocean, um, understand what it does for us for a healthy planet. But uh, I guess just use the sort of fun idea of jumping in the water in the middle of winter um, to try and sort of put the mice towards, towards the ocean, ocean health. And basically you're looking for people to, you're not expecting people to spend hours and hours freezing to death in June <laughs> in, in the ocean, mate, but you are looking for about 30 seconds or so and looking for people to take, which I think is a great idea, take a video and put it on Instagram, yeah? 
Yeah, that's exactly right. So, um, yeah, jump in the water for 30 seconds, uh, nominate three mates, uh, and then, yeah, tag, it's live ocean, uh, and, and hashtag live ocean dip, and uh, hashtag world ocean day. So, uh, yeah, we did it last year. We got some good success last year, but really looking to, to ramp it up this year. Very, Very nice idea. idea. Yeah, really good. Okay, Blair, a couple of rapid-fire questions, mate, and then we'll get your choice of song, and then you can get back to doing what you – what do you do in MIQ? What are you doing with yourself? I'm, a, I'm about to um, – bit pretty busy day on some calls, actually, but I'm about to jump on the bike for an hour or two. Oh, um, oh good yeah, man. Good. Good what's, man. The, what's the food like, Blair? It's actually been pretty good, yeah. Oh, okay. oh good. good. Excellent. Yeah. Right, mate, here we go. Who is the living person that you most admire, please? Uh, Sir David Attenborough. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good choice. Great choice. What's the best present to, that you have ever received? Oh, present? Probably uh, my first boat I ever got from my parents actually at Christmas time when I was about 11 when I first started sailing. So it was a, a little P class. I, they bought it off the um, local sailing club in right. Kitty Kitty. So yeah. that, was a, that was a good present to get. That is a Heck great yeah. present, a P yeah. class shot. Yeah. Who would you like to play you in a movie of your life if they do that one day? They're in talks now, I understand, Blair. <laughs> I don't think they I'm pretty funny. Maybe Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, don't be so modest, mate. But no, Adam. Well, <laughs> no, good on you, mate. Well, you won't get any ribbing from your mates with Adam Sandler as a choice, so that so that works out really well. But talking about embarrassment, what's the most embarrassing piece of clothing you have ever owned? Well, I've had some pretty crook ones over the years. It's one of those things you always look back photos when you're younger, and maybe when you're really young. Parents actually had you in some stuff, which is looking all right now, I reckon. But there was yeah. a sort of middle middle age when you're sort of late teens, I reckon, when you kind of think you should be looking good, yeah. and you're actually not. So some of that stuff, some shirts that are way too big, baggy jeans, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you a bit of a fashionista? Do you like fashion, or it's not your thing? No, nah, really, just as long as it's practical and all good. <laughs> you yeah, see, good on you, mate. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? I. Pretty good stuff when I was younger, and just yeah, from family, just to always I guess, enjoy life, give it your best shot, but to always enjoy the journey. Nice, very good indeed. And finally, in the quick fire round, if you could invite Blair Chuk, three people to dinner, who would they be? I would have to go with um, to David Attenborough again because it would yep. be good to um, yep. rack it with all the work we're doing with Live Ocean. He's done such a great job over the years to. Mm. Um, sort of bring people to the issues of the environment so definitely him Um, Serena Williams would be great from a sporting sense and all that she's done and probably maybe have to take my mum to that too just because otherwise she'd be Never let me, you know. <laughs> Blair, you had David at dinner and you didn't invite me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be terrible, mate. Yeah. Oh, very good. Hey, your mum, just the last thing, your mum must have been very proud of your brother too, Jesse, with his coverage at the America's Cup. He was very good, I have to say. Very funny, very good. Was that good for you to see him out there? Yeah, I was really, really proud of Jesse. did a, a great job, so... um yeah, that was, that was cool. Yeah, good on you. Great stuff. Well, we've loved chatting with you, mate. And before we go, do you mind choosing your song, please? Or tell us again why you've chosen this particular song. Yeah, so um, my song's uh, Atlantic City by Bruce Springsteen. Uh, boss is never too far away. I've loved going to his concerts uh, the last couple in Auckland. And yeah, always um, playing some Bruce. So I've uh, chosen Atlantic City today. Good man. Great call, mate. Blair, thanks so much for your time. Go well. Thank you.
Thank you very much, guys. Blair Chook.